Well, good morning, Bridge Church. How's everybody doing today? All right, so great to see you, and also those who are participating online. So glad you're here with us today, and we just thank you so much for, for being a part of what uh, God is doing here. We just believe that the Spirit of God that's here right now in this room and in this auditorium, you're experiencing right wherever you uh, may be participating today. And so it's just going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. Can you believe it's already the second week of 2022? I mean, how... It's moving fast, isn't it? I mean, you're only 50 weeks away from Christmas. So you need to go ahead and get your stuff ready. If you've not taken down your tree yet, you can leave it up because I guarantee you the stores will go ahead and be uh, advertising for that. But we're so glad that, uh, that you're here in this second week as we continue our series. <clears throat> Let me just give you an update real quick on Pastors Archie and Tangie doing much better. But we just want to kind of give them another week to kind of give them a... There's full strength back, and they're going to be back in action. So uh, we thank you for all your prayers and, and, and concerns. But uh, God's doing a great thing there. So we're just going to keep on plugging on, and we're going to continue our series that we started last week <clears throat> uh, called Return. And so Return, uh, we talked about, is this, this idea of, of that we've either intentionally or unintentionally kind of walked away from uh, God. And, and we just want to turn our affections, we want to turn our attention back to the things of God, to the house of God, to the purpose and, and to the presence of God. And so really kind of the tagline is this, is, is connecting with God's heart, connecting with God's heart. And how many realize that whatever you're connected to is feeding you? So whatever you're connected to in life ultimately is feeding part of your life. In times, we get connected to a lot of different things, and there's a lot of things that are feeding us. There's, there's social media that feeds us. There's, there's our own pride and ego and our own insecurities that feed us. So there's a lot of things that, that continue to get uh, downloaded into our spirits, and return is just simply this concept of, hey, that we're going to come back we're going to disconnect from things. Uh, they're not necessarily bad things. They're just not God things. And they may not be things that we need to have uh, feeding our spirit. But we want, obviously, the presence of God, the things of God feeding our lives. And so uh, that's really what this series is about. <clears throat> and as Pastor Rob Barney mentioned uh, at the end uh, of the 21 days of fasting, we will be having a, a, a uh, night of worship. And so we just uh, are excited about what God's going to be doing here as we start the year 2022. Now I want to go back and read our series scripture before returning. We, we talked about this last week uh, when we uh, started off uh, return to God through fasting. That's what we talked about last week. But our series scripture is this out of Hosea 6 and verse 1. Hosea 6 verse 1. So this is the verse that covers the whole series and it simply says this. Come, let us return to the Lord. Come, let us return to to the Lord. I want you to say that with me, those who are participating online. Let's say it together. Come, let us return to the Lord. Very good. So that is our hearts, that we come and return to the Lord. And, and last week, as I mentioned, we talked about returning to God through fasting. And so really we talked about what is fasting, some different things there. But it's this physical emptying uh, so that we can be spiritually filled. And it's this desire and hunger not for natural things, but for spiritual things. And often throughout Scripture, we always see how, how um, food and appetite and desire is kind of connected to the spiritual condition of man or to, to the spiritual condition of a nation. And so uh, what we find is like when Jesus at his first sermon, Sermon on the Mount, says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst 
after righteousness. And so there's this, this hunger uh, that should be inside of us, not just for natural things, because natural things do sustain us uh, naturally, but there should be a hunger and a thirst for spiritual things because those things are what sustains us spiritually. And so we talked a, a, a great deal uh, about that last week. So, um, and, and, and so if you've not started uh, with us on the 21 days of, of prayer and fasting, it's okay. Uh, there's no shame. There's no judgment here. But we invite everyone to come along on this journey. It's still not too late to get involved with that. And so we just ask that over the, the, the next uh, uh, days or whatever that, that uh, you would think about something that you might be willing to fast uh, so that you can get closer to God. Because we all want to be on this journey together. I want to know God. Do you? Yeah. yeah, I believe you do because you're here. You're participating online. And so there's that desire. And so, uh, like I said, we're going to end that 21 days of prayer and fasting with a great time of night of worship. And uh, you don't want to miss that. But today, uh, we're going to talk about returning to God through praise. Returning to God through praise. And so I want to read today's scripture text. It comes out of Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 15, and it says this, By him, referring to Jesus, it says, Therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Everybody say sacrifice. <laughs> sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. By him, Jesus, referring to there, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Last week, I introduced uh, kind of some things about uh, two different categories of the disciplines of faith. Uh, there's the category of uh, or, uh, the disciplines of abstinence, which are things like solitude and chastity and, and uh, uh, sacrifice and fasting. Like those are some of the things that we abstain from for a period of time uh, so that we can seek the Lord. Uh, and so that's one, one uh, of the categories of the disciplines of faith. But the other uh, discipline of faith is the discipline of engagement, of engagement. It's this idea of how we connect to God, different ways that we connect to God. And we talked about some, some different things last week. We talked about like worship being one of them, fellowship, that, that is like being in the house of the Lord or in small group, those things we can find throughout Scripture. And so that's a discipline of the faith. Uh, is that we uh, don't forsake the assembling uh, together. And so that's uh, part of it. And Christ being the center of fellowship. Anything else is just simply a community. When Christ is not in the, the center of it, it's not true, genuine fellowship as uh, from a biblical standpoint. And so uh, we can be a part of golf uh, uh, groups and we can be a part of sports teams and we can be a part of a lot of different things. We can live in, different, or in the same neighborhood, but we're not, not connected in fellowship. We're just simply a community. So we talked about other types of engagement like prayer and, and Bible study. But there is a thing called, believe it or not, a, a, a discipline of celebration. Celebration. And, th and this idea of celebration is this, is that, is that there's a time that we, that we come and we, and we celebrate and we thank God for the external things that God has done for us. So here in America, there's a lot of things that we can thank God for. Uh, other nations would have other things that they would thank God for. Those are the external things. Like, you know, thank God for the food that we have to eat, the clothes that we have to wear, uh, the jobs that we might have, the cars that we have, the roof over our heads, a lot of things externally. And so it's a celebration of celebrating uh, God for what he's done for us externally, but it's also a time of coming together and celebrating God for what he's done for us internally. And so what happens uh, when I praise God externally, that may look different from you to me. Because 
God may have done uh, blessed uh, us in different ways and blessed nations in different ways. So, so, uh, but we're always to be thankful and praise God for for what He's done for us externally. But that might look different. But there are things that internally all of us are on the same playing field. And so no matter if you're in, in, a, in another nation or another country or wherever you might be uh, uh, following Christ, the same Christ that raised uh, uh, Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in all of us. And so uh, I, I'm a son of God or a child of God just like you're a child of God. I'm no better than you are. I'm no more anointed to live out this Christian walk than you are. We're gifted in different ways. So I have access to God's throne room. You have access to God's throne room. In fact, over in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul says that, that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So the people in Canada, the people over in Europe, the people in, in the Middle East, the people wherever, I, I have the same access to God and, and through Jesus Christ. And it's because of the finished work of the cross. And so we have access. So celebration is a discipline of the believer. And so you say, well, what is, what is celebration? Well, celebration is rooted in this thing called joy. And it's rooted in jubilee, in jubilation, and excitement. And so when we celebrate, think about a natural celebration. When we're celebrating, it is founded and based in this, this concept of joy and jubilee, but it's expressed through praise. And so when, my, when, when, I, when I come into the presence of God, because of what he's done in my life, because of what he's done exterior, or externally, what he's done internally, I get to celebrate God and it comes out through praise. And so, so uh, this idea of celebration, I don't think we're really the greatest at celebrating. Like, I'm all for celebrating a little bit more, right? I mean, I can tell you, we're better at anticipating than we are at celebrating. You guys are like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, anybody remember just a couple weeks ago when we went through Christmas? And we anticipated Christmas starting around October 1st. Right? And they had everything out. All the trees were out in the stores and everything. And every, all, everything was holiday, holiday, holiday. Stuck November 1st. Every, you know, there's a couple of channels uh, on the radio station that went all Christmas 24-7. Boom. And it's like just going. And, and, you know, and then suddenly two weeks before, before Christmas, you can't even hardly find a Christmas tree in a store. Right? You can't, and, once, and once December 26th hits, right, like midnight, December 25th, right there, boom, like it. The radio stations cut off. They go back to regular programming. Yeah. Right, right. We anticipate, but we don't celebrate. Right? And so you got to kind of have your own Christmas music for the, for the couple weeks after because you can't find nothing on the radio. And this is my point is that the celebration is so joyful. It's a, it's, it's, it's a time of being excited in what God has done for us that we express it through our praise. So, so what is praise? What is praise? This is the um, kind of the, the, the original definition or the, uh, in the Greek in which the New Testament was written. And it says this. It means to sing, to tell of, to give, or to confess who God is and what he has done. Who he is and what he has done. In other words, uh, praise is to be excited. Right? I mean, and, and, and so, yes, it, it's not a style of song necessary. Sarah, but it is this. A praise should be some it should have some enthusiasm. Right? It, like when your kids did something or your grandkids did something, you don't go, 
Good job. Yeah, that's your dad. Maybe you try harder next time. Right there, you're like, hey, man, that was great. Good job. I'm glad that you were at. I, I'm so proud of you. That was amazing. I, I've never seen anybody hit the ball and run the third base. You did that better than anybody I've ever seen. Like, you guys, y'all didn't catch that, did you? You run the first base? Have you ever seen, seen him run the third base? Like, what do you know? It's exciting because God has done something in our lives. And so we, we celebrate. We're excited. There's enthusiasm. So it, praise is not praise until it's expressed. There's not, I, I don't think there is a, I mean, I guess there could be, but I mean, internal praise? Yeah, I mean, you can think like, you know, if you, if you can't like, Get out and do something, or, or maybe you can sit there in your mind and go, well, God, I thank you for that. But no, praise is something that is expressed. Like, I got to get it out. That's the celebration. That's the joy. And so that's something that we come in. There is a passionate praise. There's a praise that we have passion about, that I'm excited about what God has done in my life. Like, I, I'm not, I, I just can't wait to tell somebody what God has done in my life. And so there's these expressions throughout the Old Testament that we begin to learn or get a picture of what praise is. And so I'm not going to go through and kind of read all of the, the Hebrew names and all of these things like that, but, but here's some of the concepts that we get out of, the, out of the Old Testament which carry into the New Testament and how we praise and how we honor God. And it's, it's things like we sing. So on Sunday morning when we sing and, and, and praise God, that's not just something we do to fill some time for you know, 20, 25 minutes, right? Until everybody gets here, right? No, no, no. It is, is an opportunity for us to express our, our gratitude and our excitement and our joy in what our God has done for us. So we do that through singing. And I'm not the best singer, but my God loves to hear my voice. And he loves to hear your voice. He loves to hear your voice. It is this, this expression. So that's just one way. We lift our hands. We lift our hands up to the Lord. We sometimes kneel down. We kneel down in, in, in praise and honor. We boast in our God. If you want to, if you like to boast, this is your opportunity right here. You just got to reverse it. You can't boast about yourself. You boast about your God. Like how good my God is. My God saved me. I was on my way to hell, and He turned my life around. I had an experience that is amazing, and my God is continuing to blow my mind. Day in and day out. He's faithful to me. You know he got me up this morning. He gave me a vehicle to, to, to come to church in. There's so many things. He put food on my table last night. He gave me a warm place. And when it was cold and windy and everything, I had shelter. My God's a good God. You ought to come know my God. He saved me from my sin. It's boastful. It's boastful. We're bragging on God. We're celebrating him. Just playing with instruments. Now they had harps and lyres, and I don't know how fast they could jam all those harps and lyres back in the old old days. But but here we have electronic guitars and electric guitars and, and electronic keyboards and drums and all this stuff. Wait, we're going to make a joyful noise or a joyful racket, whichever it might be. But we're just going to proclaim the goodness of God. And so we play uh, our instruments and we and we and we lift a voice. We shout. We sing. So all of these are characteristics or ways in which we praise in our celebration. And so in our text today, the, the writer of Hebrews, we don't exactly know who wrote it. Uh, many people believe it was the Apostle Paul, but we don't, we don't have his 
basic signature in that letter, but Hebrews 13, 15, going back to our text today, is, is it says this, by him, referring to Jesus again, therefore let us bring our sacrifice of praise to God continually. Here's the thing, that Hebrews is, 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 a, is a beautiful letter that has a lot of Old Testament um, uh, analogies uh, to it, or references uh, to it, and so uh, there's a lot of things that are going on there, but basically the writer is saying this. He's saying, hey, listen, there were in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, that's what Testament means, this covenant. In the Old Covenant, there was a physical place where the nation of Israel had to come to, to meet with God. There was a physical altar, there was a physical temple, there was a physical city called Jerusalem, but in the New Testament, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, writer is saying here is, is everything is spiritual. Now I don't have to go to some place over in another land to go offer some bull and, and, and some sheep to try to get to God. I have access to God through Jesus Christ right here where I am right now. That is the beauty of the cross, and that's what he's trying to tell us. Hey, Jesus is the final sacrifice. He's the ultimate sacrifice. You don't have to bring any other sacrifice except your sacrifice of praise. That's good news. That my sins have been forgiven. And that I have this freedom in Christ because of his work. And so, so, so when he says, hey, you, gotta, you, you bring your sacrifice of praise, what he's saying is this. I bring my praise to God through Jesus. The only way I ever get to God is through Jesus. Everything is through Jesus. Through Jesus. I know that we think there are many ways to heaven oftentimes, and people want to tout that, and, and you can go different ways and all of this stuff. Jesus said, I am the door, I am the gate, I am the way. And so if you want to get to Jesus or get to God, you come through Jesus, his son, the perfect sacrifice. And when you want to bring your praise, you still go through Jesus and bring it to God. That's beautiful. And so he says, hey, let me give you this, this sacrifice of praise. Hey, you guys give me three seconds. Will you give me three seconds? Do it like this. Give me three seconds. Three seconds. Thank you. Okay, maybe a little longer. Yeah, that was good. Tasted good. <laughs> so, sacrifice of praise. We bring that to God through Jesus. The second thing is, is that we, we do it continually. We do it continually. It's not something that we just um, do on a rare occasion. You know, we're occasional people. You know that? You know, occasionally, occasionally we go on vacation. We go once, uh, once a year, maybe twice a year, occasionally. We occasionally eat healthy, right? <clears throat> we occasionally eat healthy. We occasionally go work out at the gym, right? We occasionally come to church. Oh, nobody laughed at that one. That's not as funny as when we make fun of when we don't eat healthy, right? We occasionally praise God. But here, the writer says we do it. It's a continual sacrifice. See, there were, there were times of feast and, and there were times of, 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 of gatherings in the Old Testament uh, at certain times of the year, the calendar year. But this is something when we bring our praise to God, we could do anytime. We could do, we could celebrate God anytime. It could be in the morning, it could be in the evening, afternoon, wherever it might be. We can celebrate God anytime. We can praise God 
anytime. And so that's what it is. It's a continual thing that I learn to live in perpetual praise. Amen. That in my life, I am a praiser. Amen. And that's, I, I just, I just want to exude the, the, the praises of God and all that I do to lift him up, to exalt him. Amen. So what I want to do today, I want to give you some, some benefits to praise, benefits to praise. So this is a couple of different things that I believe <clears throat> that God in his word tells us that, that, that are benefits that when we praise God. The first one is this. Praise gets uh, our focus back on God. Praise gets our focus back on God. In other words, one of the ways that we return to God is to, is to get our, our, our praise right. And it begins to, to adjust our focus. There are a lot of things in life that can compete for our attention. There are things right now that are competing for your attention right now in this service. Amen. Come on, you're thinking about why did the Eagles get beat so bad last night? That's what you're thinking about, I know. You're thinking about where we're going to eat after this, after this uh, message. You're thinking about what I got to do tomorrow. I gotta, uh, what am I going to do next week? There are things that are constantly uh, trying to grab our attention and trying to grab our focus. And there's things that work. There's work issues. There's family issues. There's financial issues. There's politics. There's COVID. There's all sorts of things that are always calling for our attention. And it is trying to break our attention off of God. Let me tell you this. Whatever you're thinking on has your attention. So what are you focused on? Where's your focus? And so what happens is, is we begin to, to, to as, as we talked about last week, last week uh, unintentionally or, or, or intentionally, we begin to, to shift and change our focus and we begin to turn and, and, and make our focus another direction. And, and if we begin to praise, we can begin to return to God. We begin to turn back around. We begin to say, you know what? The, the, the real thing is over here. Let me stop chasing the counterfeit and let my attention be on God. So when I praise God, my focus becomes on God. Amen. So let me, let me just put this in. What do you think on? Your, your thinking and your emotions are closely aligned. If you've got unhealthy emotions, I believe one of the greatest things that you can do to, to get your emotions healthy is to start thinking correctly. Because how you think is oftentimes how you feel. Why? Because that's what you focus on. If I admit, man, I can't believe they did me that way. I can't believe that person did me that way. And so if that becomes your focus, and then you call and talk to people about how somebody did you that way, and how hurt you feel, and that they are so bad, and they're so evil, and that's what you do, and that's what you think on, that's what you meditate on, uh, that then what happens is, is your spirit, your emotions begin to fall in line with that thinking. And then you just get mad. And then your emotions get out of hand. Right? That's the way it works. So when my, my thinking is on God, and when I begin to praise God, my focus and my attention become on Him, then suddenly my emotions begin to line up. Suddenly God's not such a bad God after all. <laughs> suddenly He's not some deadbeat father that left me. No, suddenly He's always there. He's never left me or forsake me. So I begin to praise God, and my focus begins to change. In fact, the Psalm uh, 150, verse 2, it says this, Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. How many, if I'm going to focus on His acts of power, 
and surpass his greatness. If I'm going to praise him for that, then my attention, my focus has to be on him. Amen. God has done amazing things in your life. Amen. I, we forget how amazing salvation is. We forget that we were on our way to hell and that God stepped in and sent his son. And now I walk in freedom from sin. I walk in freedom from the power of sin. I walk in freedom from the guilt of sin. That I have eternal life. I, we, God has blessed us. God has more invested in you than you've got invested in you. So praise is a way it gets our focus back on God. Number two, <clears throat> praise makes the enemy flee. Praise makes the enemy flee. Last week I talked about physical obedience brings spiritual release. Physical obedience brings spiritual release. In other words, when I step out physically to do something in, in, in obedience to God's word, there's a spiritual release that takes place. We see this oftentimes with the miracles of Jesus, where Jesus would say, hey, to the man with the, the withered hand, he say, hey, reach out your hand. Hey, that had to be a strange thing for a man with a withered hand to try to stretch out. But, he, but he, he, made, he made the physical move, and something supernatural took place in that guy's, uh, in his arm. Uh, he would tell somebody else, hey, go dip uh, in, the, in the water. Go cleanse yourself. And, and, and suddenly there would be a, a miracle that way. God tells us to raise our hands and, and, uh, and surrender to him and keep them in our pocket. God tells us to clap and, 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 and rejoice during, during praise and worship. And we, yeah, we'd rather just hold the coffee. Or the water bottle, right? What? Because it's something about we don't really want to surrender or act in obedience. And sometimes I think we miss the blessings of God Amen. and the things that God wants to do in our life because we're willing to simply hold back and not step out in just in physical obedience. Amen. Amen. Simple physical obedience. So God says, clap. We, we clap. There's something supernatural that takes place. When we raise our hands and, and surrender to God, there's something supernatural that takes place, I believe. When we, when we bow before the Lord, when we, when we shout before the Lord, I believe there's supernatural things that take place. And, and oftentimes we just think of these things as it's just the, um, what was that old song? You do the hokey pokey, like put your left hand in, put your right hand in, you know, whatever that is, and, 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 and do all of that stuff. And so we just think it's just something that, that you're supposed to do just for no reason. No, there is spiritual significance. To praise. There's spiritual significance to the how we uh, praise God. We don't get to praise God just any old way. We, we praise God through his scripture, through his word. We praise him. We bring the sacrifice of praise through Jesus. And so it, it, it causes the enemy to flee when we, when, we, when we begin to praise him. And so there's a spiritual release. And of course, uh, Second Chronicles is a, is a great example that if you probably know the story uh, very well over in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and, and King Jehoshaphat is, is there and, and there are three armies that have come against uh, the, the uh, nation of Judah there and so King Jehoshaphat he, he readily admits he says I don't know what to do and so uh, they inquire of the Lord and the Lord tells them he says I want you to send out praisers in the midst of a battle like, if I was on Jehoshaphat's, like, uh, uh, military planning team, and, and that was the plan, I'd be like, you want to send out the glee club? Right? You, you, we're looking for people who can sing bass and tenor, and, and that's what we're going to lead with? 
But that was God's design, is that when, when, when they went out to war, that it would be about praising God. And that it would be about exalting God. And so they sent out these praisers, and God did a great work. It says he ambushed the enemy, and there was a great uh, victory for, for Judah because they sent out praisers. And they begin to do that. I want you to know that your praise is a spiritual weapon. Come on, don't keep your spiritual weapon in its holster. Come on, break it out every now and then. Because I believe when you praise, there's breakthrough coming your way. So we praise God. We celebrate God. We exalt God. And we watch God break through and do a work in the, in the lives of, of our enemy. And we, suddenly we walk in victory in places where we've been struggling struggling to have breakthrough and that there's suddenly God just breaks open uh, 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 something and it's like a like a uh, like a dam being burst open and suddenly there's a great breakthrough because we praise don't hinder your praise don't judge somebody else's praise you don't know what they've been through you don't know what they're trying to break through and so they sit there and they praise it may sound off key to you their clap may be offbeat to you and all that stuff. And if that's the case, then you're probably sitting next to me if you're hearing offbeat and offkey. But whatever it is, don't judge their praise because they're looking for their breakthrough. And they're scattering enemy through their praise. So praise makes the enemy flee. Three, praise invites God's presence into our lives. <clears throat> praise invites God's presence into our lives. If you want to attract God into your life and you want his presence, you just begin to praise him. I, I love that. I love that God loves people and that he likes being around people. He, in fact, what is it? Uh, over in, in Psalms 22, verse 3, it says that he inhabits the praises of his people. That means he, he gets right in there and he just starts to just starts to, to mingle with them. He just starts to, hey, let's, let's, let's. Let's have time together. Let's fellowship together. Let's just, let's just enjoy each other's company. Do you know God enjoys you? And, 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 and we are to enjoy him. And so when we praise him, we, it's like he just comes down and, and, and inhabits the praise. It's like it, it, it just, we sit there and we're going, God, I am, I'm enjoying you. And we just fellowship and we commune. And so, and so when we praise, we, we bring God's uh, uh, presence into our lives. But so often it's so easy to complain versus praise, isn't it? And so we, we, we sit around and rather talk negative. And we'd rather complain. Like, like I've never, maybe you have, but I've never gone to, some, to my wife and said, hey, we should go uh, visit so-and-so because uh, they're so negative and I just enjoy being around them. It's so awesome. They put me down and like they complain that I'm, I, I'm always late. They complain that I never do anything for them. Right? Like, no one does that. And I, I just wonder what God thinks when he hears his children complain. Like, I mean, that's hard to go, oh, well, let me come on in and just sit down and, 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 and fellowship with you because you're complaining about me. No, it's when we get together and we start talking about the good things of God. And we start boasting about him. And we say, God's a mighty God. I don't know how he's going to work in this situation, but I know he's going to work in this situation. It may not look like the outcome you want, but either way, God is going to bring you through it. I believe that because that's the kind of God that we serve. And so when we do that, he shows up. He shows up in powerful ways. 
So we don't complain, we, we praise. Four, we praise refreshes our spirits in God's presence. Refreshes our spirits in God's presence. I'm so thankful that when I worship and I exalt God and when I praise Him, my soul is blessed. My soul is refreshed. Because there are times that the fight and the journey is difficult. And it's a struggle. And you just don't know how you're going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to continue forward. It seems like one thing after another we face. And sometimes, as I mentioned at the beginning, that celebration, the reason we don't want to celebrate is because that joy has leaked out. The joy has leaked out. And if the joy has gone, then really it, 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 my praise is gone. And so God wants to come when we praise him and just kind of begin to refill that joy tank that's in our lives. And, and that's what he says over in, in, in Psalm 1611. In his presence, there is fullness Amen. of joy. There's fullness of joy that my joy can run over. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And, and, and that celebration is robbed when I lose my joy. And that joy uh, steals my praise. And so that's what the enemy wants to do in your life. He wants to steal your praise. He wants to take that away from you. But I encourage you. Turn that radio dial up. Whatever it is. Sing at the top of your lungs. Whatever it is that you do. However you praise God. And wherever you praise God. I encourage you just to do it. Because when you do it. Your soul will be refreshed. Your soul will be strengthened. You'll be encouraged. You begin to turn back to God. You return to the heart of God when you praise Him. And then finally, praise makes room for the power of God to be revealed. Praise makes room for the power of God to be revealed. We see this ultimately, I think, in Acts uh, chapter 16. Again, you guys know the story of the story of Paul and Silas. Mm -hmm. Paul and Silas are in, in prison for preaching the gospel. And it says over verse 25 and 26, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And uh, the other prisoners were listening. That is Paul's right there. What are, what, are, what are other people hearing from you? What are they hearing from you? What are they hearing from me? You got you to watch what you're saying. Because people are listening. Other people's breakthrough are dependent on your praise. Because they don't know how to praise. And then it said, it said, the other prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains were loosed. There was freedom. And this is what I want you to catch uh, about these two guys. They were in a, a, a prison, and their prison was nothing like an American prison. I mean, an American prison, compared to what these guys were in, would, would seem like, you know, the, the Hilton would be like, you know, somewhere down on the ocean front. Uh, they were in a, a, a stinky dungeon, foul dungeon, all sorts of smells and, and rodents and things that you and I cannot even imagine. And, and here's the, the, the thought. They began to pray and sing hymns. Now, 
I don't know for sure. I'm sure they prayed to God and asked him to get them out of there. Uh, who, who wouldn't? But I don't believe they were going with the intention of, hey, let's start singing hymns and see if God gets us out of this. No, I think they were convinced in their spirit. If God doesn't get me out, we're praising him anyway. We're going to exalt him anyway. Even if my circumstance doesn't change, I'm praising him anyway. I'm going to go forward with praising God no matter what comes my way in life. I don't care the difficulties or the challenges or how hard things are. I'm going to be a praiser. And that's what they were willing to, to do. So I don't think they were saying, hey, let's praise. Let's try to work a formula here by praise and God will move and then he opens the door. They were content. No matter what, I'm going to praise. No matter what, I'm going to exalt him. No matter what, I'm going to glorify him. If my body is stricken, if my body hurts, if my family is destroyed, if I lose my income, no matter what, I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. No matter the situation. And so when they did that, the power of God was revealed in that situation. I don't know what change you need broken off your life today. I don't know what situations you need God to bring you through. But I believe this. When you begin to praise, when you begin to exalt God, when you begin to lift Him up, when you begin to magnify Him, I'm telling you, there's nothing that can hinder that moment with you and God. It's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful place of, uh, of intimacy. It's a beautiful place of, of worship and exalting and, 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 and just uh, enjoying the presence of God. There's laughter in the presence of God. There's celebration in the presence of God. Everything you have need of and I have need of is found in, in, in Christ. And really, that's what praise does. Is praise reminds us. That everything that we need is found in God. That I don't have to look anywhere else. Hey, I, 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 I don't have to search anymore. My searching is done. Because I have found the answer. I have found the one who can satisfy my soul. I have found the one who can pick me up when I'm, when I'm feeling low. And the, the lifter of my head is what the psalmist said. That's the power of praise. That's the benefit of praise. So we have this awesome opportunity to celebrate, to be jubilant, to be excited, to praise God for the external things that he done, has done, but also for the internal things that he's done in our lives. And we get to honor him, and, it's, and we come and bring that sacrifice of praise occasionally? No. We bring it continually. I, continually. I will not stop blessing the Lord. I will continue to praise him. I want you to just begin this year, 2022, as we return to God through praise and as we return to God through fasting and as we just come back to God and say, God, you are all that we need. I want you to just begin to, to shift everything. I want you to break off focuses that are not of God, that things are holding you back. They may be good ideas, but they're not God ideas. Bad connections that are feeding you the wrong information. And you need to get connected with the things of God that start feeding you. So I believe that this is a year of breakthrough. I believe that this is a year of praise. I believe that this is a year of returning. You say, Scott, you're just saying that. Listen, every day I wake up, it's a new time, a new opportunity for God to do something different in my life. To do something different in my family. For me to see God work and operate in a different way. Abraham walked with God and he called God many different names because 
because he saw God in many different facets. It's not until you walk with God that you get to see God in very different facets. That he is your Jehovah Jireh. You, listen, you can't, until you experience like trying to pay a bill and there ain't no money there, you don't know that he's your Jehovah Jireh. Come on, until you've been sick, how do you know he's your healer? So we praise God and we watch what he's going to do in our lives. And we bring him glory and we bring him honor. I want you this year for you to be a praiser. No matter what, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, be a praiser. Because out of that praise, we benefit. Isn't that that amazing? That we are the beneficiaries of praising God. And that he does so much in our lives. Why don't you pray with me today? Father, I thank you so much for your grace today. Lord, I thank you for your word. I just thank you for this moment. I thank you for what's the tangible presence that's here in this place. And I believe that's right there with those who are participating online. God, and I just speak life. I speak wholeness in Jesus' name. God, I just declare the goodness of God, the mercy of God. Lord, I thank you that your goodness and your mercy, Lord, we can't outrun them. Lord, they're chasing us down. Lord, we we can't outrun the goodness of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God. So, God, I just declare that this is a year of praise. Lord, it's a year of just celebrating you. It's a year, Lord, it's a time that we need to move back into praise. It's a time of coming before you and exalting you. It's a time of blessing you. It's a time of focusing our attention on you and not on the things, Lord, that are that are wrong. Lord, there's so many things that are wrong. We can, we can just go on uh, all, all the time about what's wrong, but God, we are coming to you and say our attention and our focus is on you and celebrating you, Jesus. So that's what we do. God, forgive us for complaining. Forgive us for being negative. Forgive us for, 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 for diverting our gaze off of you. And Lord, we're returning. We're returning. We're coming back. We're coming back. And we're worshiping you. As we're in this moment,